it's that time of the year again. The 2017 NFL season is in the books, but ask any fan and they'll tell you that there's no such thing as an offseason. Free agency came and went, big names moved all over the place, and shaped a new landscape for the 2018 NFL season. One more step remains before teams can consider the majority of their offseason moves complete, and this may be the most debated of them all, the NFL draft. Experts galore have made mock draft after mock draft, watching hundreds of hours of film and evaluating talent through their collegiate careers and the results of the illustrious NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Through all of the smoke screens and roster moves made by each team, we're getting closer and closer to the real deal. As I think about all the possibilities for teams, especially towards the top of the draft, I can't help but to make a top 10 mock draft of my own. Compiling data from NFL.com, sorting through countless expert opinions, and drawing conclusions of my own, without further ado, I present Eddie's Mock Draft 1.0. With the first pick in the NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. Don't overthink this one. Sam Darnold is going to be a stud. You may want to knock him for being a system player or because USC quarterbacks haven't generally been successful in the pros, but those guys aren't Darnold. Darnold is much bigger than his predecessors at 6'3", 220, and has the size to fling the ball in the harsh winter conditions that Cleveland weather brings. He's a Southern California kid, but so is Tom Brady, because you know I had to drop his name in here somewhere. Listen. If you don't believe me, go watch the kid's pro day. In the rain, he put the ball on the money every snap and showcased some really nice footwork. Had all the scouts ooing and eyeing, including the Browns owner, Jimmy Haslam, who sat right next to Darnold's parents in the stands. Hugh Jackson likes him, and he can work with Darnold on his long release, which has really been his only real criticism. Even at his pro day, though, He showed that he can tighten his release when pressured or making shorter throws. Oh yeah, and he played meaningful minutes without injury in 25 games at USC, and he went 24-1 in those games. Darnold is a sure pick at number one. At number two, the Giants take Bradley Chubb, defensive end out of NC State. I know what you're saying. Oh, but Saquon Barkley will get there. Although Barkley would be a flashy move and the Giants are in need of a running back, the bottom line is that the Giants don't have close to the offensive line that they would need to justify taking a running back at number two overall when there's such a deep class of running backs this year. They pass on Barkley. Oh, but Eli's 37. They need a quarterback. Yes, the Giants should take a quarterback here in my opinion. They don't pick this high in the draft very often, and they do need to find a replacement for Eli. After the Jets traded up to number three, that would be a good move to keep them in the spotlight instead of their crosstown foe, but after the backlash they received from benching Manning last year, the Giants will get gun-shy. Plus, they just traded Jason Pierre-Paul, their best defensive end, 
and they were already in need for a pass rusher. So the Giants play it safe and get a stud in Bradley Chubb. After trading up to number three in the draft, the New York Jets are locked in to take a quarterback. With Darnold Shirley already off the board at this point, the Jets will take Josh Rosen out of UCLA. Rosen is widely considered the best pure passer in the draft. He's the guy I think the Giants would go with at two if they drafted a QB, which would force the Jets to then eventually take Baker Mayfield, but luckily for them, Rosen is still available at number three. Go back to the combine and watch this guy throw. He has a beautiful ball and can drive the ball downfield better than he's given credit for, and certainly a better fit than the 5'11 Mayfield. At 6'4", Rosen brings the size needed to play in windy East Rutherford and accompanies that with an attitude that will allow him to thrive in the Big Apple. The Browns are back on the clock at fourth overall, and surprisingly to some, they'll go defense after nabbing their quarterback with the first pick. At number four, the Browns select Denzel Ward, corner from the Ohio State University. No, the Browns aren't going to go with Saquon Barkley here as much as fans may want them to. Again, I'll go back to the fact that this year's draft is super deep at running back. Look at last year's draft. Kareem Hunt, the NFL's leading rusher, was taken as the sixth running back off the board, and Alvin Kamara, the NFL's Offensive Rookie of the Year, was the fifth. These were third-round guys, and the Browns can still get a great talent in guys like Sam Michelle or others at the top of the second round or later in the draft if they choose. NFL teams use free agency and trades as messages. We hear it all the time, and that's exactly what the Browns were doing. The fact is that the Browns signed a running back with a very similar skill set in power running with Carlos Hyde and traded away their top corner in Jason McCourty, a position that they already needed help with for the Browns. They clearly think that Denzel Ward is a steal at four. This guy's moving up draft boards extremely quickly after the success of Marshawn Lattimore, who was drafted out of Greg Schiano's OSU regime last year to the Saints and won Defensive Rookie of the Year. Arguably a better talent coming out in 2018 and showcasing a 4-3-2-40 speed at the Combine, Denzel Ward goes fourth to the Cleveland Browns. Denver's up at number five. And after grabbing, quote, their guy, Case Keenum, in free agency, they add some much-needed protection to the offensive line for him and guard Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame. Quentin Nelson, by many, is considered to be the can't-miss player of this draft, which says a lot for a guard. Tackles are more often taken this high in the draft, but Nelson is that good on the interior. With wide hips and powerful explosion off the line of scrimmage, Nelson can beef up Denver's weak interior to help their new QB and faltering run game for the next decade. Denver would really like to get Denzel Ward here after trading Aqib Tlaib to the Rams, but they take the player that fills another glaring need, a win at five for the Broncos. 
The Indianapolis Colts pick sixth after their trade with the Jets and are still able to pick Saquon Barkley, running back, Penn State. Let's face it, this guy's an absolute steal at number six. Many people don't think that Saquon Barkley will fall this far, but I think there's a very realistic possibility based on the teams picking ahead of Indy. I love Barkley overall as an athlete, and his combine numbers say it all. A 4440, 41-inch vertical, and 29 reps of 225 pounds. The guy is a stud. In addition, the Colts just lost the ageless Frank Gore in free agency to Miami, and although it seems like Gore is old as dirt now, he still manufactured over 1,000 yards rushing for the Colts last year. They need to find a replacement for this production, and they've got it, plus some, with Saquon. Pairing Barkley with Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton on the outside reinvigorates a lifeless Colts offense from a year ago, and this game-breaking talent fits right in with the unique schemes head coach Josh McDaniels, I mean, uh, uh, Frank Reich, will draw up for him. A great pickup for the Colts. Needing help desperately in their secondary, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select one of this year's can't-miss players, in my opinion, in Minka Fitzpatrick, safety, Alabama. For me, it's hard to think that Minka slips this far also. He's a versatile player that plays with a fire. He can cover the slot, play linebacker at points, rush the passer off the edge, and even play special teams. He's honestly a great fit with the Browns at four if they choose to take him there uh, with the defensive scheme they have set up by Greg Williams. But Minka seems limited in playing man-to-man full-time. He can't transition to being a full-time corner, which the Browns need, so I think he falls to the other team that needs help all over their secondary. The Bucks grab a guy who can give them help in multiple areas. They like Quentin Nelson to help Jameis Winston stop staring at the top row of stands and stadium lights all game long, but he's gone at five, so Tampa Bay steals Minka Fitzpatrick at seven. Chicago's up at number eight, and they take Tremaine Edmonds, outside linebacker out of Virginia Tech. I hear lots of people saying that Chicago would like to draft a corner like Denzel Ward, but I don't buy the hype. Ward's way gone at this point, and word from the Bears camp is that they're comfortable with the guys they have at their top two corner positions. Eight is way too high to draft another one with a deep class of corners that can fill their slot need, and they need help at linebacker more than they do on the outside. An extremely gifted athlete that is drawing comparisons to former Bear and NFL Hall of Famer Brian Urlacher, Edmonds and the Bears are a great fit. I'd love to see him working with Brandon Staley in Chicago. Hold the presses, we have a trade at nine. Originally, the San Francisco 49ers pick, they lose out on Denzel Ward, who they like. They lose out on Quentin Nelson to protect the $127.5 million man Jimmy G. And Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't slip that far, so the phones are open in the Bay Area. They trade out, and Buffalo, who's been very active trying to bust their way into the top 10, moves up to take quarterback Josh Allen from Wyoming. 
We've all seen the tape of Allen tossing the ball 70 yards downfield like a layup, and Buffalo's eyes got wide when they saw the biggest armed quarterback in recent memory available to push the ball downfield in the New York snow. After trading away Tyrod Taylor and watching Nathan Peterman throw five picks and a half against the Chargers last season, the Bills are in the market for a quarterback that the team can rally around. At 6'5", 233, Allen has the build that the Bills are looking for, and Sean McDermott can work with him on some of the footwork and accuracy woes that he's had in the past. Buffalo doesn't risk interdivision rival Miami taking him at 11, and they move up to get Josh Allen at 9. Finally, with the 10th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders find some much-needed help for their linebacking core and select Roquan Smith out of Georgia. This is a great fit for a team that needs help all over their defense. Wanting to take secondary help later in the draft and ranking in the bottom third of the league in sacks last season, the Raiders go after one of the best leaders in the draft to pair with Khalil Mack. Instinctive, explosive off the line of scrimmage, and very adept at slipping blocks, Roquan Smith is a guy that would fit right in to the Raider culture. So there you have it. Eddie's 2018 mock draft 1.0. I'd like to say there'd be a 2.0 or a 3.0, but there won't be. Plus, I probably only have one shot at anyone listening to me drone on for this long about theoretical draft picks. We'll see how it actually shakes out on April 26th when the draft kicks off from Dallas. Catch you later, knuckleheads.